this week's episode, we talked to Christopher Hines, the host of the Podcasting is Branding. He's a top podcaster expert, and he also has a special gift for us, so be sure and listen. You will get all kinds of good nuggets in how to use your podcast to establish your brand and some methods and systems for dominating your industry. You'll learn some different ways to grow your podcast, and he has some things that you're gonna be able to sign up for and get in order to do all of that and to help you elevate your brand and connecting with your listeners consistently. I know I learned a few things from this podcast, so I hope you will too. But before we get to that, I need to do a shout out to Aspiration. It's a financial firm with a conscience. If you sign up with my link, we'll include it in the show notes, and you spend $250, we both get $50 cash and $25 do-good dollars to donate. Of course, terms and conditions apply, but go find the link in the show notes and go get yourself some free cash after you spend $250 and the $25 do-good dollars that we need to be able to donate to those that we want to. So without further ado, let's listen to Chris. Welcome to Pepper Shock Media's Marketing Expedition Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in marketing and advertising. Now, here's your host, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen, President and CEO of Pepper Shock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition. And today, I have Chris Hines. He is the host of the podcasting is branding, and top podcast expert for business and personal brands. And since 2015, he's been hosting, producing, and managing podcasts. Now he owns the Elite Podcast Marketing Agency, where podcasters go to learn more about monetizing their content. And as a podcast producer and manager, Chris has generated over 20,000 through sponsorships and over 50,000 downloads on multiple podcasts. Also known as Coach Chris, he speaks around the world to business owners and companies about hosting their own podcasts. And he has been uh, at PodFest, Podcast Movement, and several other events. Coach Chris can help you grow your show with the Podcast to Profit system. Welcome to the show, Chris. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for reading the bio. I'll try to make it short to where it gives just enough, but not too long to where it's boring. So that was perfect. <laughs> Yay. Yes, indeed. And I am excited to have you because I have been working at my podcast to to grow it in and, you know, kind of introduce sponsorships and all of those types of things. So for all of our audience listening, I know that podcasts are starting to become even more than what they were before pandemic, before all of this. And so uh, just really Really excited to have you here, Chris. Thank you for taking the time and being flexible with me and getting getting you here on this show today. Yeah, I'm excited. I love doing interviews on other shows too because it actually helps me learn a lot. So it's kind of a it, it's a mutual benefit, right? I love it. Good, good. So let's just kind of take a step back. What made you decide to start a podcast when you did back in I think it was like 2015? Uh, yeah, actually, I was invited onto a live radio show um, to talk basketball. That's where I started. And the funny thing is, I was unprepared. I didn't know what any of it was. I didn't know the show was going to be live until we were done. 
And the host is like, hey, man, that was great because we talked for about 20 minutes and it was a perfect flowing conversation and it was just a really great experience. And then my followers on Twitter said, hey, do you have your own show? You sounded good on a live show. And I'm like, no, what's a podcast? And so (laughs) that kind of inspired that kind of got it going for me. You know, I I was kind of just thrust into it and it just it's always felt very natural for me. Excellent. So you've grown the podcast and you've now helped other people start their podcast. What are some things that you say to people when they're thinking about starting their own podcasts? Oh, oh man, I always tell people you have to have a good reason for doing it. I think when anything becomes popular, especially for marketers, everybody jumps on it. Everybody, like a lot of people started jumping on click funnels before they even had anything to sell. They just wanted to have a funnel because they heard it was popular. Right. The same thing is happening with podcasts. So I tell people you need to have a bigger reason for doing it. And I think podcasts thrive the best. You have a business attached. If you have some product you're selling, some service you provide, software, an agency, a podcast is going to help elevate whatever business that you already have. So If you don't have a business yet, that's something I work with people on now. It's like you can start the business after the podcast, but you should definitely have the business first so the podcast can complement it. Very nice. And okay, so for somebody like me, I'm kind of dipping my toes into getting sponsorship. I have a sponsor that I just did a message on. And and so, but I want to expand that. I want to grow that. I want to monetize what we're doing. What are some kind of tips or, and not to, you know, you don't have to give away the farm, obviously you get paid to do this, but <laughs> just like a little, little scratch the surface here. What, what are some things that people need to think about when they approach sponsors? How do they go about it? The major key to sponsorships is relationships. You have to know the right people. When you know the right people, it is, it makes everything easier. You know, when you want to negotiate the deal, it's easy. When you want to get another deal with that same company, it's easy. So I always tell people, build relationships with somebody in the marketing department because they're ultimately the person that makes that decision to whether you get sponsored or not. So build a relationship above everything else. That's even more important than downloads. The relationships, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, okay, so tell me what's kind of your favorite thing to talk about on your podcast? Oh, for me, I love ranting just about different business trends. You know, when it's something happens in podcasting or in business or in software, I have to talk about it on my show and my audience loves it. You know, in some episodes, it's just me ranting <laughs> and they still enjoy it. So I really appreciate that part. Excellent. And let's kind of talk about a story or if you if you have, you know, somebody that comes to mind that you've helped them through this process, helping them get going, getting their their podcast up and running, getting them to monetize it and that kind of thing, because this is what you do now, right? You help people get their podcast going. Uh, tell me about somebody you've helped before. Oh, I've had so many good clients. One of my favorite things to do is I call them podcast audits where I just listen to people's shows and I break them down in five different areas and I give them little reviews, you know, one out of five mics, you know, depending on how you're how well you're doing in that specific category. Um, people love that. As far as my, with so many amazing people, um, psychiatrists and authors and some coaches is speakers. It's, it's so fun. Uh, my favorite has to be one of my clients, he has a music podcast. And I told him about our LinkedIn strategy, like how you use LinkedIn as a podcaster. And this guy went and got a sponsorship deal with GoPro in a month. 
Nice. And GoPro sent him a camera and then they sent him another camera to give away on a show. Awesome. It was, and it happened in a month and his show had only been out for a month before that. So it was just super fast. So I I love working with those clients that, you know, take action Um, and seeing them get results is just my favorite thing in the world. So what are some of the favorite podcasts that you listen to aside from your own? And of course now ours, (laughs) I'm sure, but what are some, what are some good podcasts that you like to listen to? Um, one of my favorite is the Empire Podcast Show with Bedros Cooley and Craig Ballantyne. You can see I have some of their books right here. Um, nice. Those are amazing. Um, I, I have a lot of sports podcasts I still listen to. I'm still into basketball. Free agency is right now. I'm super into it. Um, and I like to balance it out. So for me, whenever I'm learning something different, I switch up the podcast that I'm binging. So when I got into software, I found so many different amazing software podcast that I listen to. Then I have like a list. So I have like a list of my favorite software podcasts and I have some for marketing. I even have some for building an agency. Like, I think it could, because podcasting has become an avenue to really learn like reading books or taking courses. So I like to split my shows up into categories like that. So I have a ton of shows. I'm subscribed to too many shows. Yeah. Yeah. I know how that goes too. And like road trips are always a good time for me to listen to them or working out is, you know, usually a good time. And when's your favorite time to, to listen to other podcasts? For me, honestly, when I'm, when I'm cleaning, Cleaning for me is like the thing. Um, I Sometimes I clean just so I can listen to a show. Uh, nice. <laughs> it, it just, it helps me kind of open my mind up to new ideas. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. I think that's going to be another <laughs> another time to, to listen for sure. Who are some of your helpers along the way? Who, who has helped you? You know, you mentioned software tools, but uh, maybe some people or maybe some other mentors. Who are some people that have kind of helped you get to where you are now? Oh, man, Uh, I have to give Steve Stewart a shout out. He leads the podcast editors group. Um, He allowed me to speak at the podcast editors conference at uh, PodFest as well. And Steve kind of showed me the ropes. I actually work with him as a podcast editor. So I've done production as well, like Uh removing the ums and ahs and all of that stuff and the music. I learned how to do that, too. Um, But just a lot of the behind the scenes of podcasting, you know, that's when I kind of started figuring things out. And man, I really appreciate that time period in my life because it it really helped me grow as a content creator. Let's talk a little bit about Podcast Fest and all these different conferences. Well, I mean, now I'm I'm sure they're virtual, but uh, at the moment during the pandemic, but maybe when people get to to go places again, tell me about some of the, the conferences that you've been to, that you've spoke at. Like what, as somebody who is new into podcasting, if they were listening to this, what what kind of value do they get out of attending those types of conferences? Oh man, it's just, it's a community. Um, Chris Kermitsos that runs the PodFest and VidFest as well. He does an amazing job of building a community of podcasters where if you're new to, if you're new to podcasting, it's the best place to learn where even if you've been in it for a few years, you're still going to learn something new and then get an opportunity to network. So I think that the conferences and the events in the podcast space specifically are a lot different than other events because people aren't just there to sell you something. Mm-hmm. They actually help you get to a desired result. Whether you want to grow your show, monetize, learn about equipment, it's just it's the best place in the world to be around other podcasters. 
Let's talk about some of those tools that you've learned and picked up along the way. What are some of your recommendations in terms of, you know, editing or getting it distributed to monetize? What are some tools that come to mind that you think people should know about? I think people should definitely know about uh, a lot of the newer software that's coming. And one thing I always wanted to do from the day I started podcasting was create software. Uh, I was always determined to just figure that part out. And uh, my partner and I, we connected on uh, LinkedIn in August. Uh, we're we're co-founding a company now and we have a new software coming. And right now it's called Plancaster. The name could change, uh-huh. um, but it's it's an amazing tool that really helps you plan, produce, and promote your show. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It's a calendar. It sets you up for guesting and the content creation and planning your episodes. It's just everything you need in one tool. It was a tool I always wanted as a podcaster because now I don't have to put files over here in Dropbox or something over here in Google Drive. Mm-hmm. And if, when I have my editor, they can just go straight to the folder on Plancaster and see where everything is. So that's super amazing. And we'll give more information out. Just join yeah. the list. I have, you can get my book for free. Podcasting is branding. We'll put a link in the description below and you'll be, you'll get all the updates. You won't miss a thing. I definitely will. I think that that would be wonderful. I'll be your first, uh, <laughs> I'll be your first user. I think that's great. So, uh, so name now is going to be Plancaster. I think that's a great name. I, you know, from a branding perspective, you know, we are on a marketing journey together now. This is, yeah. I think that sounds genius. Um, and like, you know, anybody that does podcasting will want to use this. So there, there, now you can sponsor my show and then I'll promote it for you. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> so, okay, cool. I think uh, you're right. I mean, just getting all of the parts and pieces and, and, you know, getting it out there and distributed and, and tagging and making sure people, you know, who you've interviewed are all informed. I mean, there's just so many parts and pieces to it. You're right. <laughs> um, okay. So, how often do you post your podcasts? So I do two episodes a week. Um, and, and I had a time period where I did an episode a day. I've done three episodes a week. I've done all of it um, just to try it out. You know, I wanted to see how it was, what it would be like. I found that two episodes a week is the ideal amount. So you can still have time and energy to promote your show. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have a team of people, that'll obviously be a lot easier. But I find that also people only are going to listen to up to two hours of your content a week because they're binge watching on Netflix or listening to other podcasts. It's like, it's too many distractions. So two hours a week of your content is more than enough. Excellent. Yeah. We just started posting once a week, which, you know, for me, it was, <laughs> that's plenty. It's good for me for now, but I yeah. think you're right. Like consistency and we, and we always post on the same day. Right. And, and I imagine, you know, we get pretty close to the same time. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's good. So consistency is key for sure. Um, what do you, what do you see within the next, I don't know, six months, two years? Like, how do you see podcasting in, into the future? Like what's going to happen now? I mean, people have been, you know, absorbing, like you said, binging and, and doing all these things, but what do you see happening in the near future? Oh man, I have so many opinions on this. <laughs> Cause I'm on, I'm on a lot of newsletters and I'm always consuming information and paying attention to the industry. So I see a lot of the trends in real time before it gets popular to everybody else. I already know about it. Um, and I think first, I think Apple is paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know, Apple is a company is a massive company, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
whatever we whenever we see a big industry pop up, the first to that industry doesn't always last. It's usually second place that kind of sticks around and does really good. Like Yahoo was really good, and then Google did what they did, which is better. Mm -hmm. I think Apple is watching Spotify and paying attention to everything that they're doing, and they're going to come in and do it better. I can see Apple having their exclusive podcast that people have to pay for this with a subscription. They made some recent updates where you can like embed your uh, episodes on your website, but that's minuscule compared to what Spotify is doing. So Apple's going to catch up. And then I see with Spotify, what they're doing is they're going to create a, a big enough database of podcasters to where they have exclusive content only and then they're running ads on that content and they're going to start paying podcasters you know um kind of with the cpm that you see for bloggers mm -hmm. you know like uh, for every thousand downloads you get like five dollars or something like that right like that's where spotify is going but then at the same time i see other businesses getting into it and my main goal right now is to help more businesses more entrepreneurs build their own platform so mm -hmm. that getting a sponsorship is just a plus and not your main revenue stream right. because the most the most revenue you're going to generate is going to come from your own products. Like me, it's been books, it's been coaching programs, master classes, all of those sell better, ridiculously better than any sponsorship I've ever had at the highest level of sponsorship. I wasn't making close to what I make with my own products. That's good advice. Yeah. Cause we're down, we're going down that path as far as making a, a marketing expedition masterclass and you know setting these things up so i think that is i'm i'm glad to hear you say that because that's a <laughs> it's music to my ears we're wanting to do more of that that's awesome and, and you know you mentioned apple and i think that you know with apple coming out with the the 5g and having just you know really great internet too i think that that's going to be um you know with with what's happening with their iphones and and being able to do that and plus i think you know Apple and iTunes have been sort of the, the mainstay throughout all of this. Most people still just go to iTunes to download podcasts. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, there's so many platforms out there. But what, what platform do you use to listen to your podcasts? That is a great question. I actually use multiple. Yeah. Remember how I said I split up my podcast yeah. based on what I want to learn? I have like Apple Podcasts where I listen there. That's for learning content only. Mm -hmm. Then I use uh, Stitcher sometimes. And that's when I want some entertainment, like my sports shows I'm subscribed on there. Um, I, I used to use Spotify as well. I used to use Spotify, but uh, I don't use them anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have so many that I use now. It's, yeah. it's funny because as a podcaster, I'm always trying to try all the platforms to see which one is better, which one has everything I like. Um, I, I think it's just the the nerd in me that just wants to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, so I use everything, but I agree. I do use Apple the most, like Apple's at the top for sure. Right. And what about SoundCloud? Are you a SoundCloud user? Honest, no, no, because SoundClouds, their ads are really, they're not well targeted. I think that's a problem with the podcast space right now is that a lot of the advertising and the commercials are not targeted to the listeners very well. Mm -hmm. And if I'm listening to a show, you interrupt that show, out of nowhere with a commercial and it's not even something I would be interested in buying. It makes me turn the show off. Like I literally remember being in the car and some random commercial popped up and I just was like, Oh my God, I had to turn it off. And I just mm -hmm. closed the SoundCloud app immediately. So mm. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. Cause I think um, a lot of people will use it to then distribute it out to other, other places. Right. And yeah, so that's interesting to, to think about how how 
and it's not even the podcaster's fault that they're serving up an ad that's not even, you know, within yeah. their realm. So I get that. And, and now, you know, marketing has, be, has been dialed in so much that we truly can and should be able to filter exactly what programs or, you know, what podcasts we want certain messages to be, you know, showing up. So that's yeah, it. And that's why I don't, I'm not a fan of SoundCloud hosting because for some shows, they run ads on your show and they tell you, hey, you can make money podcasting. Like uh, Spreaker does this as well. Mm-hmm. And while it sounds good to the podcaster, you're really not making as much money as you should be making. Mm-hmm. Because uh, for example, Geico spent a million dollars. They spent a million dollars a month on podcast ads. And those are just commercials, no live reads or anything. But then you as a content creator, you're only making pennies on a dollar from those downloads and listens. Unless your show's over 10,000 downloads, you aren't making any real money, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. podcasters have to learn how to monetize at, at the highest level. And commercials are the worst possible way. Dave Jackson did a full breakdown on this. And um, he basically said, if you have 10,000 downloads and you get paid, uh, I think it's $10 for every 1,000 listens, um, on some crazy CPM math he did, mm-hmm. you basically get like a couple hundred bucks a month. And it's like, if you're a 10,000 downloads, most shows doing that making thousand dollars a month, you know, five grand a month from your podcast. That doesn't sound too bad to me. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound too bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> but build, building it up for sure. That's, that's what you get to do. So, so then uh, as far as let's talk a little bit more about like the the monetization and promotion of the podcast, mm-hmm. get more downloads. I mean, what are some things that you advise on on how to get more people to listen to your podcast? Uh, one thing I'm really pushing right now is podcast ambassadors. Mm-hmm. And think of those as the people that promote your show for you. Yeah. Because your show is going to do really well by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And if you can have five to 10 people promoting your show whenever you put an episode out, that's going to help you grow more, right? So for example, if you have somebody that has 5,000 followers on Instagram, when your episode comes out, they share it in their story and tag you every single week for, let's just say four weeks in a row, that's going to get you a few listeners, a few between 40 and 60 new listeners, right? And out of those 40 and 60 new listeners, you got to convert at least one. I I look at it like the the math, I break it down to my clients is out of every five people, get one of them to be a podcast ambassador. That should be your focus. So part of my system for doing that is I send my show to certain people directly. Mm -hmm. Like I will send it in in a message on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, like, Hey, you host a podcast. Recently, I did an episode that'll help you grow your show. Check it out. And people love it because it's content. Now, if you go in there trying to sell, that's going to look ugly. But yeah, you, <laughs> you, give them con- you give them content, they love that. So that's a way to get podcast ambassadors. Nice. I like that idea a lot. Uh, you'll have to be my podcast ambassador. I'm officially asking you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, what are some things that you have accomplished that you're most most proud of that you want people to know about? Oh man, um, I would say just this year alone, I've had an, an amazing year. Um, my goal at the beginning of the year, I told myself, I want to speak 10 times this year. I want to do 10 speaking events. Mm-hmm. And by uh, April, I was well past 15. Nice. It's just been an insane year. Uh, one thing COVID has done for me mm-hmm. is it allowed me to speak more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm Once I got past 25, I stopped counting. And now I'm booking all the way into next year. So um it's been amazing 
um, to really grow my speaking career this year. That's one thing I'm really proud of because every time I go and speak, I help a ton of people yeah. um, and they come to me after and tell me how great it was. And it's just, I appreciate that feedback. And that's, I would say that's my favorite accomplishment from this year. Good, good. I love it. I love that you're utilizing kind of the, the silver lining of what COVID and pandemic, you know, and quarantines have done for people is, you know, they've they've doubled down on digital, listen more and, in, 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 you know, engage in screens more. And, you know, speakers who usually go to places, right, they have their speaker fee, they go on stage, but this has truly opened up the doors for people who can speak through a microphone and don't, you don't right. have to be, right. you can be anywhere. <laughs> and I will say this too, it's still been profitable. You know, when you speak at events, I have a whole strategy that's in my uh, one of my newer programs about this. Mm -hmm. And I developed it earlier this year at the last in-person event I was at. I call it the no-brainer offer. It's kind of like you set up one really good offer for this event so that, yeah, you can get people on your list. But the people that want to take action and really want to work with you, you sell them something on the spot. And it doesn't have to be some high-ticket thing or something really complicated. Actually, the simpler, the better. Right. And that has been just so profitable. So don't think that speaking at digital events isn't good, is still very profitable. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I know I kind of miss being in front of people and, you know, sharing knowledge and, you know, having that energy and interactive. Yeah. Know, sometimes speaking to a screen of, you know, <laughs> where they turn their cameras <laughs> off or, you know, they're, they're just busy doing other things. <laughs> it can be difficult. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I'm teaching um, at uh, the local university and you know my students I, I have to bribe them to keep the cameras on <laughs> it's like i don't want to talk to a black you know screen of no faces Ter keep your cameras on <laughs> yeah i totally understand that <laughs> so uh where do you want to be with everything that you're doing within the next five years what what would be success to you Oh man, you know what? I think about this every day. <laughs> I have a very specific answer that might scare some people how specific it is. In the next five years, I plan on having property in, I live on the West Coast, so along the coast of California, uh, some more property in Oregon, in Portland specifically, and in Washington. Uh, and you can come over here to Idaho. I'm in Idaho, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another thing I plan on having five different software companies. Nice. Um, I'm already, two are already really close in the works. Mm -hmm. Um, I plan on doing a lot more speaking. I don't plan on ever stopping that. Right. Um, I, I will have already, I've already written four books. And so my plan is just keep writing one book a year. Nice. Um, so I'll have more books written. So I kind of have an outline, like four more, uh, four specific books, I want to have the software companies and even some more local businesses as well. Um, I kind of see a lot of major opportunities with co-working spaces right now, right. you know, because of the pandemic, I can see a lot of big changes happening and I want to be at the forefront of that. So yeah, I have a very, very specific five-year plan. And I love that. I think that's great. Cause a lot of people I ask them and they're like, I don't know. We'll see where things go. I mean, and especially this year, it's been so different and weird. It's just a weird year. But, you know, 2020 is is just um, it is hard to predict. But but I like that you have specific goals that you want to, uh, uh, you know, attract. And, and now you can you put it out the world. So now we're going to have to hold you accountable to it. Right, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hold me accountable. <laughs> 
Well, um, I want to. So since we're going on a marketing journey together, I want to know how you have promoted and marketed your business to people. Like, what are some things that come to mind when I say, "I've tried this and this works. I've tried that and it didn't work." Oh, oh so the thing I've done that works the most is engage with people. Like literally just engaging. I have something I call engagement time where I would just go on Instagram and just engage with other podcasters, just show them love. I'll listen to their show, leave them a review, answer any questions. I go and give them feedback on their content without them even asking. And um, it, it works because people are like, wow, I appreciate that. You know, because the thing is, we're in this space now where everybody's online. But everybody's like me, 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 look at my videos, listen to my podcast, but nobody's willing to do that for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I decided, well, let me just set the intention to specifically serve others, not, not for my entire day, not Mm -hmm. nonstop. And sometimes I limit it to 10 minutes in a day, but through 10 minutes, you'll be shocked how much you can actually engage with other people. And that's led to a ton of speaking opportunities. I've gotten clients. It works very well. Um, as far as what didn't work, um, this is going to sound shocking, but what has not worked for me is running a Facebook group. I don't know why, but that is one thing, but you know, what's really weird is I'm like really good at other people's Facebook groups. Like I can go and share good content and engage, but running my own Facebook group has been like my Achilles heel up to now. Um, I'm, we're going to bring in somebody into my team who can do that part for me where I can just show up kind of be the star and leave. Yeah. But that's been that's been the one that's kind of just, it's, it's, it's eating at me. Yeah, and Facebook really is pushing these Facebook groups now because you can monetize and actually advertise in somebody else's group if they partner with you, you know? And, and so those yeah. are some new things that are coming down. So there's definitely opportunities. And I feel like the Facebook groups get a way more interaction than a business page. Right? Oh, but way more, way more. Any activity. I mean, it's just kind of, you know, hanging out there to be there, but it's more, yeah, you're right. Having somebody help with that Facebook group is definitely, and I've joined a few Facebook groups and that is one thing that has helped me. Like um, I mentioned this to another podcast ago, but uh, the E&E group. So you might enjoy this one. It's the Entrepreneurs Networking Events Group run by Shelly Jorgensen. And it, now there are people from literally all over the globe that are part of this, this group. And we, you know, there's an inner circle thing that we are a part of, you know, you pay to be a part of it, but now I'm like opening the doors and meeting people from Ireland and Belfast and Paris and uh, Wisconsin, wow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, also Canada. So it's kind of fun. And, and I never knew that, you know, small town Idaho is where I'm from, but we do business all over the world. Right. And so this has definitely been an interesting time to really, um, I, I think people are more accepting of networking online than they were before. Because yeah. this is the only way we can, right? We don't, we can't go to events right now, so it's been accepted. But anyway, so so yeah, getting some help with your Facebook group. If you need help, we can certainly look at that too. <laughs> um, okay, so so that's kind of interesting. Some things that work. This just so engaging and commenting on other people's things. I think that that's the give first mentality, right? And then maybe it'll yes. reciprocate. Yeah, very good. Well, and you and I met on LinkedIn. I I um, was gonna follow up to that too. I spend. Um, you know, I try to at least daily, uh, even if it is 10 minutes, go to LinkedIn and do stuff on LinkedIn too. And, and, you know, be able to comment and share and invite or talk or strike up conversations. So I think LinkedIn is another place that, uh, was now, it seems like it's growing a lot more now too. Do you think? 
Oh, definitely. And I think LinkedIn has shifted because of the type of content you can post there. Mm -hmm. And it's like the way you can engage it being just a like button, you can react to it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think all social platforms will constantly evolve because they're all fighting for our attention. They want us to be on there as much and show as many ads as possible. Mm -hmm. So they're going to keep improving for sure. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, so, okay. One more question for you. Well, maybe two. I lied. Two questions. Um, first, okay. How can people get a hold of you? How can they um, reach out to you? You mentioned your book. Want to mention that again? Um, and we'll also make sure we put it in the show notes. But um, tell us how we can uh, hire you, Chris. Link out in the show notes. Um, or I'm on Instagram and Twitter at the Coach Chris underscore. Um, if you just search for me uh, on LinkedIn, Christopher Hines, you're going to see me pop up. And I post most of my content literally everywhere. I'm, I'm everywhere consistently. Um, I would say really focused on building is my membership community. Um, and it's for podcasters that are growing their business and their personal brand. You know, uh, it's fun for me. It's like, I love coaching. I love podcasting. I love business. So it's my way of putting it all together to serve the world. And it's just, it's been a game changer. Nice, nice. And yeah, building communities are definitely a good way to, to go about it too. Um, okay, so here's my last question for you. You ready? Ready, ready? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so um, I noticed on your profile, you had basically figured out how to do 50,000 downloads on multiple podcasts. And in kind of a pretty short time frame, right? I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think the number one thing is, the number one thing is that helped you get to that point where you had... 50,000 downloads. What I would say is, uh, uh, I call it a brand pillar. And a brand pillar means you build a platform in one area. Podcasters right now have this idea that if I post my link everywhere in the world online, people are going to click it. When I had my basketball show, we only focused on Twitter. That's it. We didn't promote on Instagram or Facebook or anything else. We only focused on Twitter. And we were able to build a massive audience and get a lot of engagement there because that's all we focused on. What mm -hmm. content is going to thrive on Twitter? How can we start counting? Mm -hmm. Does all of this st stuff work on Twitter? And so I always tell podcasters, find one platform first mm -hmm. and give it 85% of your energy. Nice. Like a majority of your time and energy should go to that one platform. And then the other 15% can go to your secondary platform because you always want to have a backup. Um, but building that first platform is definitely the most profitable thing I've ever done. And through 2018, the last part of that year and all of last year, my goal was to just learn how every platform works. How can I not only grow a podcast here, but how do I get clients from here? So I learned, okay, this is how I can get clients from a Facebook group. This is how I can use LinkedIn to get people on the phone with me. This is how I can use Twitter to not just have followers, but to build a list of prospects, engage with them. Like it's just such, it's been such a game changer to just focus in one place. Mm -hmm. Now I know how each of them works. Um, I even had one made master classes on this too, specifically for podcasters. So when, when podcasters start listening to that part, it's going to be very, very helpful. Good. Excellent. Thank you. That was perfect. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, working with me to get on this show, Chris. I really appreciate your time and all of the little nuggets that you have. It's awesome. And I'm going to definitely go get that book you were telling us about and get that in there. And we'll uh, 
follow up and we'll have to come back and have you back on the show in, in five years from now and make sure you have all those properties that you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, until next time for our listeners, enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Find more online at Peppershock.com. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.